Hey America, start, start listening, listening now. now. Oh, hey, hey buddy. Hey, I never do that. What's going on? Oh, uh, well, we're in England. Uh, we're all in England except Danny. Wait a minute. Who's that? I am the little piece of paper that falls out of your playbill announcing that in this performance of 12 Points from America, the role of Danny will be played by Ben Smith from the Year What Podcast. Yay! Oh. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hi. Now let's all practice our English accents. Right! Uh, and welcome to another Scottish episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from Liverpool, Woo! the city that has every bachelorette party. I'm Eric. So. I'm single. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> uh, there's so many hand parties. Yes. So many hand parties. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, they're... they're yeah, I just walked 15 minutes, probably about a half a mile from a place 15 minutes away, uh, as it turns out. And I swear we saw seven or eight bachelorette parties. It, it's it's weird. I mean, for the record, we are recording this on a Saturday late afternoon, early evening. And supposedly this is where everybody, everybody goes to celebrate their hen do. And I think I've seen a couple of stag do's, but I feel like it's yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, hen It's there, mostly There have been hen. a couple, yeah. Uh, when you say everybody, do you just mean like everybody in Britain or everybody in the world or just in the UK? I mean, I feel like everybody in Britain either comes here or they go to, you know, Riga for the really cheap beers if they can afford the easy jet flight. If they can't, then they come here. I did see a lot of bachelor parties in Tallinn, so I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, a lot, mm. in, a lot in Lisbon as well, but I feel like a lot here. And I, it's not, <laughs> and they're, they're mostly nice. British. It's yeah. not, it's not like... Weird Portuguese foreigners. bachelorette yeah. parties come here. Right. Let's let's go to Eurovision and have a hen do. I mean, who in the world? <laughs> yes, we need to go to Liverpool during Eurovision when rates are higher. Yeah. Hi, so it we, me. So we can get trashed and carry out an inflatable man. Yeah. Hi, it me. <laughs> yeah, for the record, I'm having my hen do here on Wednesday. <laughs> That's just a coincidence. It's, yes. It is just a coincidence. It's, it, it just kind of worked out that way. Speaking of things working out in ways, uh, we need to, I think, give a more official welcome to Ben from the Euro What podcast. Thank you for uh, thank you for being here. And Liz is here too somewhere, I think. Heyo. Hey. Hey, another female voice. Hooray. That's enough of that. Uh, that's enough of that. And now we will move on to uh, well, I uh, think, well, I think I think it's still okay if Liz and I don't talk to each other unless it's about men. Is that is that how we keep this oh, from this breaking the, the, the Bechtel cast? The Bechtel test. Bechtel test. Yeah. The Bechtel cast is a different I, I know, I know. So I know. You, you can only talk about Mae Muller and Tay and Selena is fine. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Lost is not. Right. Brubet is uh, on the fence. Voyager is okay if we're talking about the bassist, if I'm if I'm remembering yes. correctly. Okay. No, she's, only... she's, a, she's a guitarist. Oh, she's a guitarist? My mistake. And she's also Scottish. Yeah, she is. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we dropped an episode uh, just a couple of days ago. We're going to have a lot of shows this week, I think. But this will be releasing uh, sort of right at the start of... This is your start of Eurovision week show uh and we're going to talk a little bit more about rehearsals a little bit more about what we've been up to uh a little bit about unofficial eurovision trivia excited for that <laughs> but first uh sam why don't you remind them of our media of the social variety yeah absolutely well you can find us on your well, basically every social media of choice that you probably take part in uh one two points usa is our standard handle or you can just email us directly at 12 points from america at gmail.com you can also find us on patreon if you'd like to support our podcast we do appreciate 
any and all help uh, and support that you can give us. If you don't, that's totally cool. We're, we still are happy to have you as part of the family, but uh, you're an extra special friend of the show if you do decide to, to chip in a little bit. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you get access to exclusive content, uh, everything from uh, outtakes to being able to participate in things like our our polls that we just did for our for our rankings for this uh, for this year and all sorts of fun stuff. And if you don't, again, our normal content isn't going anywhere. Uh, also, feel free to check out our Redbubble for some wonderful, crazy merchandise, generally from the brain of Eric Nelson. I for better think, or worse. Yeah, I uh, luckily my Riga Beaver uh, t-shirt arrived right before I left for Liverpool. So I will be wearing oh, that sometime this week. One. I did. Excellent. I absolutely did. That, that has been a pretty good seller. I will say our Poe shirt, the Austrian flag and a bunch of Poe heads, is, our, <laughs> is I think our all-time bestseller now. Mm. It's it's really uh, it's really been popular. So popular. Uh, thanks. Po- popular. Grown. No. <sighs> no, that was good. Thank you. No. I knew no, I liked no, you. No. 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 Oh God. All right. So we are gonna look ahead, or no, we're gonna kind of look at the last bit of rehearsal week, and we had seen bits and pieces of semi one and semi two when we last spoke we were mostly running off of photos and like tiktoks that weren't like official video Mm. so we had ideas of what the staging would look like but not like camera work Mm. or sound quality so much so right and to be fair we won't have a fully fleshed out vision of what a three minute package will truly look like until the press center opens to us on monday so we will actually see the uh full rehearsals the full show. The full rehearsal. show, yeah. 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 So uh, unlike previous years, if you weren't already aware of this, um, we do not have access to any of the real rehearsal content until basically the show is just about ready to go. Sam, as someone who's been doing this for longer than any of us, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm, I'm really of two minds about it. Uh, I feel that um, anything to curb some of the frankly abusive behavior that some of the delegations and the act specifically have gotten over the last year because over the last few years it's gotten really unfairly virulent uh, and really unfair like these are rehearsals this is not the show and if somebody is you know testing out an outfit or not giving it 110% on the vocals because it's a rehearsal that doesn't count somehow that that is now a flaw in their character how i mean how and that needed to be tamped down however by closing off everything to the press in this basically first week of process you're also chopping off a artist especially artists in the first semifinal their access to that press to be able to market themselves to be able to do interviews it makes it a lot more difficult so i feel like it was a a step in the right direction but just eight steps when we really needed like three i feel like there should be a happy medium here that gives delegations access to the press that gives the press access to the delegations but that keeps those delegations in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. so that they can be the ones to spin their message if they want to have their their information shown fine if they want to be available to the press great it i feel like access should be offered but it should be upon the delegation to figure out what is right for them and their artist because there are going to be acts who are totally comfortable with the media totally comfortable with this kind of criticism. People who, you know, let three, for example, from, from Croatia, they're not going to give a crap what some twi- Twitter personality is going to say. They've had corks in their butts on stage. Exactly. Yeah. But somebody who might be just fresh out of, say, an X Factor competition, and this is their first real step into the spotlight. You know, I think back a couple of years ago uh, in, in Kiev, 
when we had Blanche from 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 Belgium, Oof. and just seeing how the press were ripping her to shreds because she was a little bit shy and not really giving it one hundred and ten percent during rehearsals, and, not, and not, it, oh, it was it was heartbreaking. I think to clarify on that, I think she was a little bit more than just having a little bit of nerves. She was she, yeah. really struggling, but and I'm not saying that where'd that was, come from? Yeah, where'd that come from? Well, it was before that even. Like, she was having nerves. She was really struggling. Mm. I mean, it's huge. It's huge to go from small national final to the giant danger stage zone. with millions of people <laughs> to the danger zone. To the danger zone. And, you know, she was really young. Mm-hmm. This is her first outing. It was just overwhelming for her. Yeah. But to be vulnerable and scared and then have that on top of it, yeah. it just compounded itself so quickly. And you could just see it break her down. Yeah. But for people to just pounce on her because of it is just yeah. is profoundly insensitive. I, I swear there are folks that are just, they're out for blood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, like, if that's the reason you're here, Why are like, you here? Like, re, like, reevaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I've, I've been seeing a lot for a, a lot of, uh, today specifically on... Marco Mangioni from Italy and it seems not it seems to be not so much from today or from the rehearsals although I think some people have been underwhelmed by the rehearsals which is another thing but like they're lashing out now because he didn't do the 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 preview parties he, he hasn't been do you know he just hasn't been playing the game the way that a lot of people would like him to which is absurd I think I think Sam, what you're saying about like let the delegations decide. I mean, Derek, last year hmm. they were open for the second rehearsals. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there were there were big group. There was the interview space that people would go into and ask questions. I definitely missed having that this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, like that... maybe do that, but let if if somebody says we want our rehearsals closed, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like speaking from the past couple of years on my end, like we've had access to that digital press center, which has been huge. And like, but also just like sitting in those rehearsals and just watching the the chat on the side, mostly like it was really good last year. Just I think because they had learned a lot from the first year. But like mm-hmm. the first year was basically like the YouTube comment section. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It was, yeah, it was a nightmare. And like I was embarrassed on behalf of everybody who was who was there. And yeah, like I think if I I fully agree that like the delegation should drive that if they want to have a completely closed rehearsal, cool. You can't do that. But yeah, I missed that online space that we had last year because it was great because between actual rehearsals, I was able to chat with other people who had been at those in a way that I can't this year. And I was able, like, we had access to those meet and greets did completely digitally where I could get questions in and ask various acts things that I either, our podcast otherwise just wouldn't have had access to. Mm. And just even if we didn't see the first rehearsals, they still did the meet and greets. Yeah, after afterwards. the rehearsal, so then we could at least yeah, like kind of get some questions. I out. also like appreciate that they were just like, okay, like that first run through is just like just for the artists because like they're filling out the stage, they're trying to like mm-hmm. hit their blocking for the first time. I don't need to see that. They're looking for the cameras. Yeah. they're watching where they're mm-hmm. stepping. They're they're not really singing. They're just kind of going through the motions just to get comfortable. And you and you totally see that. But man, I remember like they're, like people we know were looking at these first rehearsals and just saying these are this is terrible. This is an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. How can I'm just like what what are you guys talking? This is a rough draft. Yeah, like, exactly. it, it is. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think people just assume that this is the hundred meter dash, and that every time your artist needs to be Usain Bolt, or they're not, yeah. gonna, or or it's over. Yeah. Gold medal performance from the go. Like no, no. But at this, so here's kind of a question I've been thinking about. Let's say they start to clamp down on this kind of thing. And I, we've seen this before where certain people have tweeted something or said something. And it's just like someone came in and said, okay, you're done. We're taking away your accreditation. Mm-hmm. Get out. At, at what point do we draw that line then? Because, I mean, I think there are some things that cross the line 
where we have to say, like, we can't tolerate this. Well, I mean, not you have to remember that not every accreditation is granted specifically through the EBU directly like it is for the four of us. Yeah. Like we, because we are coming in from a country that does not participate, our accreditations are given by the international delegation, which is uh, which is decided thumbs up or thumbs down by the EBU itself. Yeah. If you are from, for example, just pick a country out of the hat. Um, Lithuania. Yeah, if you're from Lithuania, if you are Lithuanian press, your press accreditation will go through the Lithuanian delegation. And I think I know the story that you're talking about that it was a delegation-based yeah. accreditation where a person was talking some smack about not just any act, but their own nation's act. And the delegation caught wind and immediately pulled. Immediately. Like, I've never seen a reaction that quickly. And I've seen people steal things from the press center and I haven't, and I haven't seen a reaction that quick. But, I mean, I've, there have been some behaviors that have been less than savory. And, you know, how much of this goes to the EBU, how much of this goes to the delegation, how much of it goes from the delegation to the EBU? What if it crosses a border? You know, yeah. how... Could the EBU go to a delegation and say, hey, this guy's... Or girl or, or non-binary or this person this is... This human being is, is crap. <laughs> or is, I mean, is saying some things that we cannot tolerate. I mean, there is a... I, I do believe that there is a rule in the media handbook that does talk about abusive behavior. Yeah. And, you know, at what point? Who's who's the enforcer for that? I mean, there'd have to be a committee. Yeah. And there'd have to be some kind of thing. Or even if, I don't know if they could do some kind of strike system or like, you know, a Chinese social credit system where... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. But I see could, nothing wrong with this. I mean, they have a record of everyone who applies and right. everyone who gets in. And they could kind of keep a record of like some of the things you've done. And if you have a like a red mark on your accreditation history, they could take that into consideration the next year. Mm -hmm. So if you apply again, they're like, man, last year, you said some things we don't tolerate and we're already full up. We got lots of applications. Sorry, maybe next year. Yeah, it's it's a really tough question. And, you know, accreditation systems also change yeah. oftentimes. It's not the exact same accreditation system year over year. No. As, as I'm sure, you know, anybody who's applied through accreditation knows that it's a different program. So there are kinks that are being worked out with that, too. It's a really, really complex system. Yeah. It's it's not just black or white. It it, it you know you want to make sure that the that the space is as welcoming to the artist in particular as possible. But it's it's a lot of flux and a lot of flow, and there's there's not really the consistency to have a perfect system quite yet. But I mean, you know, at the very least, as those of us as you know the four people around this table who have accreditations, it's incumbent upon us to not be asses. <laughs> I think I it's think not, that, it's not that difficult. I know to yeah, it's not hard to. But, it's like, it's rule number one of existence. Don't be a dick. <laughs> but it works is the problem. It gets views. It gets yeah. listeners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people who are like savage. We watched a video yesterday and someone made a comment that I was like, ooh, that's not cool. Uh, uh, do you, are we sure that person is accredited? I don't think so. Okay. Because, the, yeah, because, because the, in that case, yeah. the rules are off. Then, yeah, then, then, the rules are, yeah. But that's the kind of thing that they're going to make those sorts of jokes and say those kinds of things that because people are going to tune in for it because they think it's hilarious. Or they get some kind of sadistic thrill out of it. I don't know. Well, but yeah, I, I know there are sites and podcasts and what news organizations that come to this and have accreditations, but they're like kind of running on that. Let's just cut everybody down. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, just not my thing. No, we, you know, except for the following countries. <laughs> now, no, now that we're done, so I have an issue with. No. <laughs> I mean, and I hope I hope people listening to us realize that when we do critique an act, and we can go overboard, and and I do often feel crappy about it afterwards. I, I have used the phrase "this song sucks" in this cycle. Like I, 
I just have. But, I mean, there's, we are also making sure that we are not insulting the artists as individual people. Or at least I'm trying my best not Unless to. Unless they're a bad person, in which case they're Yeah, in which mean. case all bets are off. But I, as of yet, I don't think anybody's a terrible person. Paulina Gagarina. Well, not this year. Not this year. Well, she is this year, but you know what I mean. <laughs> She's a bad... Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So let's... Yeah, speaking of artists that we're going to probably not tear down, we've seen the big six now. You know, and it's funny, I, I was thinking, like, it's kind of okay to just call them the big six because Ukraine is always in the final anyway. Yeah, let's be real. No, I, Ukraine is very good at Eurovision. They are, it is basically a national sport for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they take it very seriously, and people respect that. Yeah. Sam, what was it that you, you had told me once that, like, they, they straight up said when they joined, like, we want to make, what was it, make the final the first year, win the second year, and host the third year? I can't remember what the quote was, but they were... They they came out swinging. Yeah, like I, I feel like I've heard something about a three year plan, but I've never been able to okay. source where that came right. from. Gotcha. That's well, like Azerbaijan too, by the way. Well, okay, but Ukraine is. Yeah, and would, yeah. but Ukraine did. They you know yeah, they, their, yeah, their win was their it. second year. Ukraine every time they have participated has made the final. It's yep. incredible. Yep. The only times they have not been present it was when they have not been at the contest. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And frankly, one of those years was a year that they absolutely could have won the whole damn thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maruv watch. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. I still have that song to play with oh. oh yeah it's just a good vibe oh so good it's so good bang so what do we think of the big six well i think... should we start with italy because we already mentioned it yeah yeah uh i mean i was kind of meh on this and uh, that hasn't changed from seeing the rehearsals it's just kind of i don't know it, it doesn't have that italy vibe that that they've had for the last god seven eight years something like that well the thing is if you think back to marco mengoni's um act back in 2013 l'essenziale it was also very very simple and very very understated oh, but... it was man on stage singing Right, but that song was way better. But I feel like his vocals now are more mature. <laughs> there, I mean, it's it's a more vocally daring song, I think. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that that's to its benefit, to be honest. I think that's something to be said for simplicity, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think I, I know um, initially the photos that were released were just him in this sequin shirt with white lights and that's it like there was nothing else we could really make out there's some smoke mm-hmm. and i think later on he released uh, an image on his instagram which actually showed some leds of the moon rising which looks really mm-hmm. great but those initial photos were kind of like well there's no staging like there's no narrative here it's just kind of you on stage singing mm-hmm. and I, I i but i kind of respect that in a way i think the song is very simple yeah very classic and i, I will get into another act i think in a minute here but but I think that could work in the right circumstances. I mean, Amor Pelos Deutsch was very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying that the staging is wrong. I'm okay. just, I'm just not. You're not getting I'm just it. not really into it. It's fine for the song. I just think the song is. I've, I've come around to it a little bit more because I thought the three minute edit was slightly better than the original. Hmm. I it think the pacing. I, I, I think, and like, given that Italy often has to cut their songs down, mm. like, I feel like this was a, a better edit than they've sometimes had. Most yeah. times, yeah, most times, yeah. Like, they've done a very good job of like keeping the essence of that song while, mm-hmm. while sort of trimming it down to Eurovision length. For me, there's like, whenever the song is being performed, it's it's beautifully done, but there's also an ephemerality to it where it doesn't mm. stick with me. Mm. Cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. Not just the raccoon just sort of dipping it in the water. Oh, no, what no, happened? Oh no! Oh, oh, those videos always make me sad. Oh, but yeah, no, uh, I I like it, and like it's it's a good perf- like he's going to perform it beautifully. I'm not concerned about that. And is Italy in a place where they want to win again so quickly? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so like no, in that case, no. it's a really good choice of hello. We are continuing our tradition of excellence. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, keep in mind, this song wasn't selected to be a Eurovision song. It was mm -hmm. selected to be a San Remo winner. It just happens to flow into that vibe of, this is good, it, it's something we can be proud of, but, mm -hmm. it, but it's not a Eurovision song, and that's fine. Yeah. And Italy has a rich tradition of doing their own thing, and if it happens to work at Eurovision, so be it. Great. I yeah. mean, but they send quality music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every time. Yeah, it wouldn't. A song wouldn't make it to the San Remo stage if it wasn't, generally speaking, decent quality. Yeah. And one thing I always appreciate about Italy is it doesn't matter if it's not a Eurovision song; it's still a quality song. Oh yeah. And it still works. I mean, they one of the more well-regarded countries in the entire contest and because they're big five you know that's a hump they have to get over as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. can i just say that we a bunch of us went to dinner yesterday at this uh, little italian restaurant and they started playing fight more <laughs> mm -hmm. there's eurovision songs everywhere oh, it was so good yeah. oh. there were san remo songs yeah, there that, were. Was, that was like mm -hmm. a solid san remo playlist it was so mm -hmm. good i yeah the carbonara was okay but the San Remo playlist thought was, it was pretty was, darn good. Eh, you haven't had my carbonara. I make a damn good carbonara. I have oh. had your carbonara once. It's fine if you don't remember. <laughs> I guess. <sighs> fine. Anyway, we should keep rolling. Yes. Next up. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the UK, the country where we are. I really like the staging concept on this one. It's kind of simple. Not too simple like Italy, but I think UK has a history of being a little overcomplicated. Yeah, yeah, the maximalist staging can be definitely be a problem for them. The giant dudes, uh, everything that was uh, electro velvet, mm. scooch, scooch, scooch. a lot of props, a lot of weird costuming. Uh, uh, this this just has uh, a thing that they're on top of, and then later, not on top of. Ooh, and then and then some uh, LED stuff, and I think it works. It 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 looks like the stage of a of you know a big pop show. Yeah. I have the, to say, I love her outfit. Outfits are great. I like the outfit. I like yep. the outfit a lot. Uh, outfit is good. Dancing is pretty good. I think it, I mean, mm -hmm. from what we've seen, can't mm -hmm. say for sure, but you know. Yeah, we haven't seen a ton of motion, but, but God. Yeah. But, I, she's, she's experienced in that part of the of pop stardom. Like, well, she's experienced in all the parts of pop stardom. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I think she's probably, I think she's, she's going to do result. well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, think, I think the UK can absolutely be proud of this. Mm -hmm. oh, the crowd's, yes. crowd's going to go nuts for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it just sort of like punctuating the night of the grand final. Like, that feels like a real fun closer to me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cheeky. Colorful. Yeah. Che cheeky fun. really is the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really remains the word. Yeah. Cheeky. <laughs> a lot of, like, I think I said this last show too. I think a lot of the stagings are really elevating the song itself. Mm. Yeah, there's so. a lot of that going around. Like we, we we were talking about it in, in in the context of songs we don't like, but that like like gosh, that uh, uh, we'll just say San Marino. Like it looks good. Looks great. It looks really good. And, and honestly, now that I've seen more of Azerbaijan, I think it works for what they're doing. Mm. I don't think they're going to qualify still, but. No, 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 no. But I think it, it definitely elevates the song a bit. It's a good package. Yeah. Speaking of good packages, uh, let's go to... Marco again? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't... I, I got... I My head came up with the first part of that sentence, <laughs> and that was it. So... Germany. Germany. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, there's there's some, pa some packages yeah, going yeah. on there. I mean, it's what... I mean, I, it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's, uh, it's a song called Blood and Glitter still. Um, it's... It's by a band called Lord of the Lost. Still, uh, I mean, it's it's basically, I mean, their national final performance, but bigger. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the outfits are you know very similar, if not the exact same outfits from their promo promo materials. You know, the very tight 
red with the feathers and yeah. the sort of there's a real red and black theme this year. Yeah. A lot of countries are doing that. And I'm worried some of these are a little dark as a result. Yeah. This one in particular. What a tribute to Stendhal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Dario Argento production. Ah, ooh. Dario Argento's Eurovision is something I would watch. Yeah, with, uh, yeah sign me up. Oh, uh, um, maybe in the 70s. Even more so now. More so, no, yeah. less so now. You haven't seen Dracula 3D. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair so, enough. But this one, I, I know they had some budgetary issues, so they couldn't go as all out as they wanted to. But like seeing the images and seeing some of the clips, I'm just like, ooh, this is dark. And it's red and black. It has a very almost hellish nightmare quality to it. When I know it's supposed to be a positive song... But if I didn't know what they were saying, I'd look at this and think, okay, this is meant to be scary. It's like a mm. Halloween show or something. I don't know if quite that's what they're going for or they want to go for. Can we just back up and, and, and acknowledge that Dario Argento directed Dracula 3D? I just said that. I know. I just... I, it's a bit more repeating. I, it's garbage. Oh my God, why? <laughs> anyway, are, with, back, to, back to the thing, because we only have enough time. And are, are they going for the vibe of less of a televised concert performance, televised competition performance, and more of a rock show vibe? Could that it's be what they're going for? It seems that way. They've yeah. got a lot of pyro, at least. Yeah, it's, it's very rock show. Yeah, yeah, so that's what they are known for. That's what they do best. They've mm-hmm. been at it since, you know, when did they? Seven? Yes, exactly. They've been at it for a while. They've opened for Iron Maiden. And I mean, the rock show vibe has been shown to work. Yeah, uh, I think I think not playing for the TV show sort of thing mm-hmm. is I mean, where it's at at I this mean, point. It, it's a formula that has worked solidly since we could be the same, really. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? Uh, Ukraine. It's a weird dystopian cyborg future mm-hmm. with Kano eye covers from Mortal Kombat, not Norway. So it's a documentary. It's, it's, it's a documentary. Uh, <laughs> I get, I, I get what yeah. they're going for, but... I wish it was more like their national final staging, if yeah. I'm being honest. I, I liked the interplay with the like text in the background and, and stuff like that. And it seems like they've kind of moved away from that. Mm. And I don't love that about it. I, mm. still, I still love the song. Uh, I, I get that maybe they needed to, to make it bigger. But I, I, I really liked what they did at the national final. And we haven't seen the whole thing in motion, but it seems at least like, like they've, they've deserted that a bit. And that, I'm a little bummed about that. Mm. They did say in an interview that I saw recently from the Amsterdam preview party that they had no intention of winning. Like their goal was to show up and, make, and send a message. Okay. And yeah. I think if that's their intention, then they're succeeding very well. More power to them. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, we haven't seen the full project and the full three minute package here. You know, we're, we're seeing sort of just a curated set of images, both still and a small little bit of video here. So mm-hmm. there might still be some of those things that you did like in that national final package when we do see the full three minutes later on this week. So you never know. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, honestly, that's sort of the one thing that I am a little bit happy about. And the fact that we can't see everything until we see everything is the fact that maybe there will be some surprise. Like at this point in my previous uh, nine out of the, this is now my 11th contest um, on site. And, you know, by the end of week one, where you have at least six or seven run-throughs of every single song, You've you know, got the you, get, you, you got the knowledge and it becomes clinical. I, I, it's, I'm still beginning to let go of, uh, of having all of that knowledge. 
it's hard for me sometimes. You know how much I'm sort of like input, give me everything. But it's nice to have it's nice to have a bit of surprise. Yeah, and like in, in what we've seen so far, like I've been trying to keep track of which of you know, from the thirty seconds we've seen of many of these, which ones are the ones that leave me hungry for more and maybe maybe wanna okay, what else is happening around this? Right. Where's the where's the surprise costume change? Where's the yeah, the what, pyro, the the, the unexpected what, what have you shown me and what are you still not showing me? Right. There are, and Ar- Armenia comes to mind just, yeah. be, just right. because there's so much going on in that song. But I, I like the, the the transition from from sad girl to ah. <laughs> it, it, we haven't seen that yet. No, we we don't know what that's mm-hmm. what that's like. And it's very very possible that the de- delegations have, so, have spoken to the people doing the YouTube clips as well as the photographers and saying we don't want you to shoot everything or we don't or even shoot it do it. not release yeah, like, it. I, I assume that there is some level of the delegation Absolutely. choosing the choosing those thirty seconds and because like thousand percent looking at the photos there are sometimes we have like seven photos there are sometimes we only have three or four mm-hmm. and I think it, I mean when when they're getting ready to do the the recaps. Mm-hmm. They say in advance, start from this, like from from thirty yes. seconds into the song or exactly. whatever. I imagine that that's exactly the same for the for the snippets that we've gotten. Yes, this song. very much so. Absolutely. I mean, from what we've, I mean, in regards to Armenia, though, people have said in the preview shows that the rap part was the best of the whole thing, and we haven't seen any of that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's very clever on their part. Yes, very very smart. All right, that leaves Spain, and uh, we're gonna, we're going to save France. Yeah, with uh, Spain. What do we think of Spain? Like it looked it, like from what I've seen, it looks like a continuation of sort of what they were doing yeah, at, at Benny Dorm, which is which is cool. I liked the aesthetic of that. Like song wise for me, this one is not hitting. Like I think what they're doing here is really special, and I like what they are doing to sort of do a modern flamenco take. Like it feels very much in the same line as what like Rosalia does mm-hmm. for me, where it's sort of taking elements of flamenco. But the other thing I noticed for me is that it feels like it's building to something and building to something, and then it doesn't actually. And then three minutes are up. Ding. Gotta go. Bye-bye. Bye. And, like, I would love to see, like, the full five-minute ex- where this, like, explodes into something at the end. Yes. I would love to curl up in a, a a flamenco bar somewhere in Seville where you just watch an artist, like, her, maybe a guitarist, maybe a dancer, just doing their work on a stage with me and just a nice glass of Rioja or something like that and just watching them do their thing. And I would love to see this outside of the bounds of a Eurovision production. Hmm. I would love to see this beyond three minutes. I just want to see her jam. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm excited Unless for like you're unleashed. I'm excited for like whatever she opens Benny Dorm with next year. Oh with, my god! Which oh, yeah. she, she's really allowed to like spread out a little oh. bit. Yeah, I just I my my only thought on this continues to be uh, I think it's very cool. I am worried that it's going to be this year's Flynn. Hmm. But in addition, but in addition to that, I think it really takes some cojones to follow up slow mo. Mm-hmm. With something like this, that is so much more risky mm. and and so much more different. Like like slow mo did incredibly well, but it was the sort of thing we've seen before, just kind of perfected and with more butts in it. Whereas this, we haven't really seen something like this unless we go way way back, yeah. perhaps to some very early Spanish entries. Maybe. Well, I mean, unfortunately, the the thing that comes to mind, and this is not a good omen, and I'm not saying that this is the direction where it's going to end up, Quien Maneje Mi Barca. I'm which, sorry. <laughs> Quien Maneje Mi Barca, uh, Remedios Maya, which was a old pointer back mm. in, I want to say, 83? Uh, yeah, it's been long enough. That was 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, 40 shut, years. Up. Shut, right. up, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, fine. All right. All right. 
we need to talk about France. This is the this is, is the big, big one. one. Le Grand France. Amazing how this shot up in the odds <laughs> when some pictures got released. Just, just the picture of her in the giant whatever it is was all that was needed. In the Aliona moon. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it, we we've talked about scenarios, and we talked about it with Austria in particular, but where Sweden crushes the the jury sure. vote, Finland crushes the televote. If neither does super well in the other, something could could I think pretty easily sneak through this year. And we we said we thought it we thought it could be Austria. Now I think it could be this. Yeah, this could do second and second or second and third easy yeah. and mm-hmm. have enough points. In which case, we are looking at a potential situation of the French broadcaster having to manage Junior Eurovision, Big Eurovision, and the bloody Olympics mm. in the span of about, what, eight months? They would do and it, the, though. Um, is it the rug? They have the Rugby World Cup next year, too. Oh, my mm. God. Mon Dieu. It's, it's, Mon Dieu. It's something like that. Mon Dieu. They'll take it. They're, they're stubborn enough to do it. Oh, oh, yeah, they'll do it, and they'll they'll congratulate themselves the entire time. Like, I get that, but like, <laughs> this, this... Then they'll, take, uh, then they'll go on strike and drink a bunch yeah, of wine. Yeah, we, we have, have a baguette, <laughs> cigarette. Straight really should look at the show Straight the Eiffel Tower. The show the Eiffel time. Tower for some reason. Uh, it, gosh, this just looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't, we haven't even really seen it, and we think it looks spectacular. Uh, yeah, yeah, but this there's, there's something just so striking about it. And it, it does really seem aesthetically like it fits with the song. Yeah. as well and, mm. and 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 the country right mm-hmm. there's such an identity and, to this and france always sends and granted yeah. they do have like the tricolor you know yeah mm-hmm. but even still it just yeah. it just kind of has that that classic feel to it like yeah. just the dress and the lighting mm-hmm. and the movement like just yeah. you recognize it instantly yeah and that big flag reveal i think is going to be really stunning when it comes out and that she's standing on that column which is just terrifying to look at like i don't know how Mm. that's going to come off on screen but it reminds me of australia 2019 Mm. when she was on the pole like not quite the same but it just it's like ooh, this is dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah and it's exciting and you're not going to look away from it no Mm. their delegation has confirmed she has some sort of harness okay yeah of course they have to well People just looking at the photos really seem to think she didn't. Oh, but wow. like, there's there's no way, like, unless France was willing to pay an obscene amount of insurance, insurance money, and Lazara was like, "That's fine if I die." And it's I don't think fifteen it, feet up in the air. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she is securely affixed to that plinth. Oh yeah, okay. so the whole plinth has to go over. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. can I just well, say that the word plinth is just it's such a great so word? It's a good word. Yeah. Good word. Well, it's like it's interesting if you think about like uh, Caesar Samson in 2018. Mm. He started up on the raised platform. You don't see it when you watch it, but he literally has to reach behind him and unhook himself once the platform comes down. That platform mm-hmm. wasn't even like precarious, really. Was no, it, it was, was pre- huge. It was, it was solid. Very big. Yeah, but yeah. he like had to have this harness under his costume around his back that he was hooked into. Mm-hmm. So if he fell, he'd just, mean, he'd still be there. Yeah, I mean Sarah Don Finer when she did moving on for Melody Festival, and she was also you know clipped and harnessed. Yeah, I'm um, sure she wasn't uh, moving on. Rihanna, <laughs> Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Regularly was getting clipped in by mm-hmm. various staff and dancers. Elena Nechayeva was was harnessed. I mean, yeah, this is they. Lazarov had a safety bar. They they take this stuff yeah. super super seriously. Well, if someone yeah. falls that far, exactly. It's not well, be... again, Elena Nechayeva. Yeah, if you she remember, did fall. She, she did. So yeah. Lazarov also fell, but not all the way. Yeah, he just oh god. Yeah. All right. So France France has become one to watch for yes. for sure. Uh, yeah, like yeah. A potential spoiler. 
I, I can see them doing exceptionally well in both. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, this is a top five song, I think. Oh, yeah. Jur- Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Juries are going to be super into it. Televote's going to be super into it. It's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a question of, you know, how well these, other, do, these yeah. other ones are, are yeah. going to yeah. do. And, so. and we think about it, 1944, mm-hmm. didn't get first in either. Yep. Duncan mm-hmm. Arcade didn't get first in either. Correct. They both won. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm really starting to think we could be looking at one of those just because I, I, the other two, they have they have their respective t- uh, votes on lock. Yes, they but just it's we just the, don't it's know about the, the other part. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. That we're just not not sure of. All right, so we're we got to wrap this up in uh, in just a second here. But uh, I was at Waterston's down the street the other day, and I found Susie Ray's Nul Point, the unofficial Eurovision quiz book. Mm. And so I feel like we're gonna bust this open and uh, and see what happens here. I'm just gonna read the first question of of the thing uh oh okay so this is chronological we're starting with the with the early years so here's question one question one is where was the first eurovision song contest held i was there i've been to lugano i've been there it's a casino parking lot yeah yeah all right i'm sure you're right i'm just gonna look anyway okay (laughs) yes all right this is uh, this is a fun one. Uh, name all seven countries that competed in the first Eurovision. Okay, Switzerland. Yep. France. Yep. Belgium. Yep. Luxembourg. Yep. Germany. Yep. Uh, did I say the Netherlands? Not yet. It- Netherlands. Yep. Italy. You got it. Really? I don't think Italy has started that. Mm-hmm. Nope, it did. I forgot. No, good old little Luxembourg. Come on, guys. Come back. You won. All right. I, I was just going to go until I found one that I didn't personally know the answer to. <laughs> uh, which country came second in 1956? Unknown. Yeah, we don't know. Voting results were We've never, never released. Seen, the other Switzerland. That's that's right. Yeah. That's right. What scandalous act did participants Berta Vilke and Gustav Winkler... They made out. That's right. <laughs> perform on stage in 1957. Yeah, supposedly How the stagehand uh, just did not give them the cue to stop. <laughs> oh, did they miss the next line then? It was the end of the song. <laughs> and they were just, just too busy sucking face. Yeah, to... all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of 1957, it also featured what was the longest song in Eurovision history. What... Was it? Corte de, de la Mia Guitarra? That's right. Yeah. Well yeah. Done. All right, I need to find something Sam doesn't know. It only sent like a five-minute song. Yeah, yeah. And, and how long was it? Like five minutes. Five-ish minutes. Uh, that, see, that was, the next, that was the next question. Five minutes and nine seconds. That's, That's five-ish. Like five minutes, yeah. Five-ish. Yeah, get down the point on that one. The longest. Okay, just, just a few more. All right. got to save this some for the, some other episodes. Yes. okay. Uh, in 1957, what was the maximum number of people allowed on stage per performance? So it's one. Two? Or two? It was two. Hmm. Maybe it's unlimited. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> being a boys' choir. They didn't think the of the rule until they saw yeah, like the, the 50 people. Traditionally, does not think about these situations until they come up. But also, like the first contest was held on was held for like 1950s TV, where a studio couldn't hold that many people in the right. first place. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And the stage was as big as this table. Yeah. Who presented the 1957 Eurovision Song Contest? Ooh. I have a multiple choice thing here, but I feel like you don't need it. I, I mean, I mean, you might for this one. I yeah. might. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Give me the multiple choice. All right. Uh, our options are Katie Boyle, Anaid Iplichian, Hanny Lips, or Jacqueline Joubert. Oh God. I'm gonna say Jacqueline. 
I mean, I feel like all of those names are really familiar. Uh, Katie Boyle did not until later. Legion of, I feel like that name was really an early host. I'm going to go, what was that, the second name there? Anayad Iplichion. Iplichion. I'm going to say Iplichion. Uh, yeah, that one is correct. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go to a random pick. I got one more, then we got to wrap this up. Uh, one more question. Oh, there are, there are 2022 questions in here. Ooh. I was going to say, how late does this go? Updated edition. <laughs> yeah. It's got 2023 questions. Who All won right. the 2023? <laughs> Wait a second. Question oh 837 is as follows. This mm. is another thing I don't know, but I bet Sam will. Yeah, I don't know. It's not... Uh... Oh, no, I did know this, but that's okay. Why did Albania choose not to broadcast the 2012 semifinal? There was a bus accident. That is correct. Due to a recent catastrophic bus crash, they decided it would be in poor taste. And on that note... <laughs> I mean, yeah, and this we have all this stuff to talk about, and we haven't actually been inside of the press room yet. Can you yeah, imagine how much we are going to be talking? They're teasing we... us so much. I that mean... show we do on Monday is going to be out of control. Yeah, yeah cannot this wait. is going to be fun. Alrighty, that is going to do it for us for uh, for right now. But uh, happy Eurovision week, everybody! Ben, do you want to do a quick shameless plug? Yes, uh, where can always. People can hear more people, of your opinions. People can hear more of my opinions over at the EuroWhat. We are at EuroWhat on most socials, and we are. On all of the streaming platforms, we're, we're fine podcasts are sold. You're a what? And Ben will be a frequent contributor as, let's be honest here, we're all sharing an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I suppose we will reconvene later on this week. But until then, everybody, feel free to follow us on our social media, One Two Points USA. Um, again, just rewind to the very beginning and you'll hear all the places where we can. Yes, listen to the show twice. Yes. Get our numbers up. We want to stay accredited. Anyway, until next time, everybody, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Ben. And America and Liverpool. Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now.